We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Hope you guys are doing great out there. Wow, what a crazy day. Beetlejuice is dead, and Chicago is breathing a sigh of relief. Wow, what a day, what a night in Chicago, where for the first time in, what, 40 years, you've had a sitting mayor lose re-election. It wasn't even close, coming in third place, generating only 18% of the vote. Lori Lightfoot, who campaigned on being black and a lesbian, losing her re-election bid, And the reason is very simple, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope that Republicans across the Fruited Plain are tuning in today and listening to this conversation, because the path to victory for Republicans is to campaign on this out-of-control crime. It's that simple. If you can do that, then by golly, you are going to win the day. And that's, look, I don't, I don't know at the end of, I don't know who's going to become the next mayor, and it may not be a conservative, probably won't be a conservative. There are a bunch of leftist loons up there. But even the leftist loons know when it's too dangerous to go out to the yoga shop or to do Pilates or to do whatever. They just know it. So anyway, we're going to be taking your calls on this today. I, I want to give you an example, and this is a great lesson for the good people of Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, if Chicago can get rid of their defund the police, anti-cop, pro-criminal lawmakers, then the good people in Memphis ought to be able to do the same thing. And the good people in Austin, Texas should be able to do the same thing. And in New Orleans and in Atlanta. What a mess, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I want to salute a gentleman, and this is a just a horrible story, Uh, coming out of Memphis. First of all, if you are a gun owner, if you have engaged your Second Amendment rights, the right to bear arms, oh, by the way, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us. But if if you are a gun owner, the point of having a gun is to not shoot it. You never want to shoot somebody, right? But but you've got to have that weapon just in case now, if you're a hunter, you're going to go out and you're you're hunting, you're in the woods. But just say the average American homeowner, you have a gun, and the purpose of that gun is to keep you and your family safe. God forbid somebody breaks into your home and tries to harm you or the people you love. 
That's why we have the right to bear arms. So yesterday in Memphis, and we've been dealing with folks, you just, you can't imagine unless you live here how bad it is. And it is, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I really wouldn't. But there is, this city is is oppressed right now. And the reason we're oppressed is because of these soft-on-crime district attorneys and judges and lawmakers. The criminals are literally committing crimes. They take them to jail. And then can you imagine being a police officer and literally, you're not even, you haven't even started your paperwork and you look out the window and the criminal is walking down the street again. That's the reality in Memphis, Tennessee right now. So anyway, this poor guy was in downtown near one of our uh, breweries, Wise Acre, beautiful facility, very popular, hip part of town. And this guy was out there in his uh, getting in his car, and there are a couple of thugs, young thugs, like 12, 13 years old. And they're breaking into cars. They're trying to steal this guy's car. So what does this guy do? He takes out his gun, and he shoots the car thieves. Now, did that guy want to shoot the car? Th- no, he did not. And I have to imagine it's heartbreaking. I don't know all the circumstances of the, the, the guy has not been caught. The police are looking for this guy. But we really don't have a lot of intel or information on this gun owner. But the fact of the matter is this guy decided to fight back. And why did he decide to fight back? Why was this guy bearing an arm? Because it's too dangerous in Memphis not to. Because the children have been set loose on the people. Moms and dads are no longer doing their jobs. Kids are just running wild, not only in the streets, but in the schools. By the way, this happened at one o'clock in the afternoon. There's a barber, a barber in the neighborhood, and he was talking to the local TV station. And he says, you know what? These guys I saw, they were literally going from car to car to car to car. One o'clock in the afternoon. Yesterday was not a holiday. They, these kids should have been in school, but instead they're out there causing mayhem, and then they got shot. They're going to be okay. They, they're, they're not seriously injured. But it turns out there was a third, there was a third suspect, and this one was at 12, 12 or 13 years old. And the kid's mom, and this is all, and we're going to play the audio later in the show. Uh, there, there's a kid, and he's there. He's in the patrol car. And the TV cameras are there, and the mom shows up. And she's actually acknowledging that the kids are going out there and committing these crimes. But she, but she told the reporter, they're good, they're good drivers. The, the 12-year-old and the 13-year-old, they know how to drive a car. That was the excuse from the mom. So anyway, she was upset. The mom was upset. Why was the mom upset, you say? Well, it turns out that the 12 or 13-year-old, whoever was not shot, that kid, it turns out, had outstanding warrants on him. A 12-year-old with outstanding warrants. Now, if, if it was up to me, I would have arrested the mom because clearly somebody is not doing their job at home when you've got the kids running around. They talked to a neighbor, and, and the neighbor said, she's just, she said, you know, it happens every single day. We see these kids out here, and they're stealing stuff, and the judges uh, are, are just letting these people go. There's nothing, there's nothing they can do about it. 
And this is this is why what this is what happened in Chicago, and this is why people are fed up and they're sick and tired of it. They're sick and tired. And I hope you are sick and tired. I'll give you another example. So there is a basketball star. His name is Galen Young. Very popular. It turns out that he was killed in 2021. Somebody literally drove into his mother's house and ran over the guy. Inside the house. They indicted a woman on vehicular homicide charges or homicide charges. Her name, Miracle Souther- or Rutherford. So Miss Rutherford actually pled guilty to this crime. She literally drove her car into this house and killed a man. And you know how much jail time she got? She pled guilty. It, it didn't even go to a jury. She said, Your Honor, I did it. I plowed through that, that, that house and I killed that basketball star. The judge said, We're good. You go on home now. She's not serving a single day in jail. She killed a man, drove through the guy's house. The family said, wait, wait, what what just happened here? What just happened? The family says, what about justice? Was justice served here? And that's a fair question. Was justice served? Well, according to our George Soros district attorney, a gentleman by the name of Steve Mulroy, justice was served because, you see, Mr. Mulroy believes that the criminals deserve a second chance. And this George Soros district attorney, he's the one behind letting all of these criminals out of jail. As a matter of fact, yesterday released a statement to the media, to the press, saying that the biggest issue here The biggest issue facing Memphis is that we have to make sure the criminals can afford to pay their bail. Seems to me that the biggest issue ought to be locking the criminals up so they don't carjack us or shoot us on the interstate, right? Right? You would think so. But this is the thinking of the American leftist. You see, in their minds, the criminals are the victims The criminals, as we learned yesterday, children in San Francisco, deserve $5 million. Criminals. That's what matters. Victims, we don't matter. We don't matter. We don't matter. And so the people of Chicago yesterday, they stood up, and I believe they sent a message to the rest of the nation then if you're going to get out there and if you are going to start if you're going to start taking sides and you're going to be siding with the criminal element there's going to be a price to pay this is the lesson that i think the the leftists need to learn look at what's happening in buckhead which is a wealthy suburb of atlanta one of the most beautiful swanky areas i don't believe there's even a waffle house in buckhead and if there is you probably have to get reservations i mean it is that swanky. Okay, well, maybe they put caviar in the scattered, covered, and smothered. I don't know. But anyway, somebody will tell us if there's a Waffle House here, but that's irrelevant to the point here. This is the issue. And right now in Buckhead, the citizens are fed up. These are some of the largest taxpayers in the city of Atlanta, and they are getting zero services. So they they literally have taxation without representation right now in, in Atlanta. Taxation without representation. 
And so they're asking the state house, hey, we want we want to secede from the city of Atlanta. We want to become our own city. We want to pull out. And of course, the people in Atlanta are horrified because they know the people in Buckhead basically paid the bills in Atlanta. They keep the city hall lights on. But the homeowners are tired of being victims of crime. Buckhead is a dangerous place now. One of the wealthiest, wealthiest suburbs in the South. And the good people in Buckhead want the right to control their own safety. Now, here's the, now this is the kick in the you-know-where. The state house in Georgia, controlled by Republicans, they've already tried to do this once, and establishment Republicans shot them down. But now they've got a fighting chance to actually pull out of Atlanta. And those conversations are being had right now at the state house. So what is the lesson here? The lesson is very simple, and you better listen up, all of you elected officials. Either throw the criminals in jail, or we're going to throw you out of office. It's that simple. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, our website is up and running. Caleb Park and our team of writers furiously pounding away uh, on stories. ToddSterns.com is the website address. We'll be right back, America. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost nine hundred grand. If you run a business, a church, or a nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. Welcome back, everybody. This is nuts. Just nuts. And you know, everybody's saying, a lot, I, I've been getting a lot of blowback. Oh, Stearns just wants to kill all the preschoolers. That's all he wants to do. No, Stearns wants, wants the preschoolers in preschool. But again, let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. And this is an honest-to-goodness question. Because there are people in America dealing with this every day. I mean, you've got a 12-year-old, and the 12-year-old is carjacking you. What do you do? Do you just I mean, do you let yourself get shot by the 12-year-old? Do you fight back? Seems to me, if you're old enough to do adult crimes, you should be old enough to do the time. But again, I don't know the, the individual who pulled the trigger here and who shot these two kids. But I do know, I would say that by, by and large, overwhelmingly, most law-abiding gun owners, even if they are in the right when they've shot somebody, that is a horrifying thing. And you got a lot to deal with. You got a lot to go through. Nobody wants to take a life. Nobody wakes up wanting to take a life who is a law-abiding gun owner. 
But when it's, it comes time to protecting you and your family, what do you do? Cut number 14. Story has a lot of twists and turns. Police are saying one thing. A mother of one of the teens involved has a completely different story. Meanwhile, a barbershop owner nearby says the car break-ins have gotten so bad he has to try to figure out something to help these teens. Memphis police confirmed two teens were shot, one shot in the hand, another grazed by a bullet. But police would not confirm the story the mother told us about the teens trying to steal a vehicle. Barbershop owner Carlos Miles says he had this encounter Tuesday. Three of them was in the barbershop the other today. They had league bands on. That ain't the way I want to see the black kids anymore. Miles says shortly after the three teens left his barbershop, two of them were shot. Fox 13 was on the scene when the mother of the 12-year-old showed up, her son not one of the three shot. She can be seen here talking to her 12-year-old son while he sat in a police cruiser. The mother tells me her son and the two other teens tried to break into a vehicle and the owner of the vehicle shot two of the teens. She says police would not release her son to her because he had a warrant for his arrest. That arrest, by the way, not related to this latest incident. She says he'd been missing for two days Miles says he spoke with the 12-year-old's mother after the incident happened. She asked me what went on. I was like, they left the barbershop after getting their haircut. And then I heard some few shots. But it wasn't by the barbershop. It was like on Butler. Miles says he knows for a fact that teens didn't have any weapons on them when they came to his barbershop. But you say you frisked them. Yeah, like I would just tell them, you know, when they came out like, yeah, I ain't around here talking nothing or doing nothing. Like, nah, we just want to get a haircut, you know. I was like, man, y'all got to come. Y'all got to do better, man. I come to check on y'all. I just was at your mama's house looking out for you. And here it is. You set an example for your friend. Y'all wearing these ankle braces. That ain't cool. Back out live. So what's next in all of this? Well, police tell me that of the three who arrested again, they have taken or of the three teens who were involved, they have taken one into custody. As I mentioned in the piece, uh, that teen had a uh, had a warrant out for arrest, had nothing to do with this most recent incident. Meanwhile, police tell us they are looking for a white Dodge. They said that white Dodge has white rims. Daryl. 13 is Daniel Wilkerson live in Memphis tonight. Daniel, thank you. So how bad is it that you actually, (laughs) this is terrible. So the barber is frisking people before they come in to get their haircut. That's how bad it is here, folks. You just had to hear it for yourself. That poor barber. (laughs) There you go. All right. Uh, 844-747-8868. From one war zone to another, the president of Ukraine. And we all knew this was coming. So the president of Ukraine, President Zelensky, says that Americans have to send their kids to die in Ukraine. Cut number five. U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. What the heck is wrong with this guy? Is this guy like a sadist? You know, we've seen the videos of Zelensky dancing around buck naked, acting like an idiot. 
Uh, there's some weird stuff going down here, folks. But the question is, do we need to be sending our kids to Ukraine to fight? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. 844-747-8868. Jeez, America. Just when you thought it could not get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that's made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And for my listeners, an exclusive. The MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with the promo code STARNS. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com slash Starnes. That's MyPillow.com slash Starnes for the buy one, get one free offer and enter the promo code Starnes. All right, I want to I want to go back and and play this audio again. And people on the the Facebook live stream, you folks are really fired up over this. You know, we've been we've been sending them tens of billions of dollars talking about Ukraine. We have we have put the Ukrainians first. That's what the the Biden administration has done here. Ukraine first, America last. Tens of billions of our tax dollars going over there. And you know what I find very interesting? Now, back during, I don't know if you remember this, but back during the the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War, there were actually journalists that were embedded with the troops. And you would see all of the fighting. You would see all of the warfare happening. But have you noticed that we haven't seen any of that in Ukraine? Isn't that odd? I mean, we that, that's the way it's been, fighting wars at least back to World War II where you had reporters embedded with the troops in the front line. They they were filing dispatches. They were sending back their video or their audio back in World War II. It was radio. And th- there, was, there was evidence of the fight. And I just, I haven't seen it. The whole thing's just weird. Meanwhile, you have President Zelensky traveling the globe, going to all of the fancy cocktail parties and walking the red carpet of this film and that film and wearing this costume. That's what that is. It's a costume, that olive sweatshirt and the the pants that are perpetually wrinkled. It's It's as if he's playing a part. Something is just not right about all of this. And now all of a sudden, you've got Zelensky saying, well, you know what? Now it's time for American kids to die. Cut number five. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. You know what's horrible is that that I think Biden is going to do this. I think Biden will eventually 
send American troops boots on the ground to fight in this war. And I'm not sure what the American people are going to do. If if I was a parent right now, if I was 18 years old, I would be shaking in my boots because there's a good chance your butt could get shipped, shipped over there and you could be fighting a war, a war that we have no business being involved in, a war, quite frankly, that could have been a result of our own making. And Vladimir Putin is a horrible person. But I want you to think about something. We haven't talked a lot about the lead-up to the war in Ukraine. What led up to that war? Keep in mind, Ukraine was the buffer. And Russia is afraid that NATO, if we make Russia, if we make Ukraine a NATO, a part of NATO, that we will literally be on the Russian border. It would be like going back to the 1960s when the Soviet Union decided to set up shop in Cuba. Almost came to nuclear blows over that one. We didn't want the Soviets in our backyard, and the and the Russians do not want us in their backyard. But somebody is pushing and poking and shoving the superpowers to war, and I don't think I don't think we're going to be able to stop it. But my question is: Should we be sending American troops to Ukraine to fight their war? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Meanwhile, here is the commander-in-chief, cut number one. By the way, you docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. You know why? You guys let us, you guys make us, allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. What? 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 What did he say? What? What? This is the leader of the free world. He sounds like Senator John Fetterman. God rest his soul. Cut number two. Studies show further that the more the more likely you are to pass or have serious injury, the further you are from access to hospital. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, Biden out there, and clearly somebody forgot to slip in the meds and the porridge. Uh, at one point, he starts telling this wild, really inappropriate story. And I have a couple of thoughts on this. But a lot of people were talking about this nurse, Nurse Pearl, cut number three. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, in nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand her. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. He'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because he didn't knew the one I had the one comfortable. But I'm not joking. Um. All right, a theory here. Maybe this is like some sort of a fantasy he has, and and because you know, Biden he lies a lot about. Well, I take we shouldn't say lie. He fabricates a lot no we could say lie he lies a lot about these interactions he has with these people have we ever met nurse pearl has nurse pearl come forward i mean the idea that she might be doing inappropriate things that a nurse should not be doing to biden sounds to me like some sort of a weird demented fantasy and when it comes to weird and demented the biden family that's their calling card 
All right, uh, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Charles on the line from North Carolina. All right, Charles, so you think we should be involved in Ukraine? No, I do not think we should be involved in Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to get out of Ukraine. Uh, Todd, you were right about the lead-up to the uh, the Russian invasion and just how we toyed with the idea of bringing Ukraine into NATO, uh, which is never going to be acceptable to the Russians. But, Todd, you know as well as I do, this is a conflict among Slavic-speaking uh, peoples that's been going on for hundreds of years, and it's going to continue to go on for hundreds of years. And... In my opinion, there needs to be a negotiated settlement, and I think part of that structured settlement, Todd, the Russians are going to keep Crimea and probably the eastern part of Ukraine that's Russian-speaking, and maybe the Zelensky, the Ukrainians, keep the western part of their country as a buffer between NATO and, uh, and Russia. But, Todd, furthermore, I think that the United States needs uh, to get out of NATO. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this week, I went back. I, I did some. I did some looking into NATO, and there's 30 NATO countries. That's including the United States and Canada. If you take away the United States and Canada from NATO and just leave the European members of NATO, there's 28 countries. The combined population of those countries, Todd, is 577 million people. The gross domestic product of those countries combined is over 20 trillion. And you compare that to Russia with a population of 145 million people and only a $2 trillion economy. My point is the Europeans have more than enough manpower and economic resources to provide for their own defense without the United States being there. But I think we need to structure something where the Russians, where we have a nuclear uh, reduction treaty and agree to a conventional forces drawdown uh, in the, as a part of that. With the condition, you know, the United States is going to withdraw from NATO uh, and the Europeans are going to provide for their own defense. And well, look, Charles, I mean, that well, Charles time, going back to going back, Charles, to, to the Trump administration, uh, that was President Trump's big argument is that the European countries were not paying their fair share, that the United States was having to foot the bill and it wasn't right. And Trump stood his ground. And sure enough, guess what happened? All of those European countries ponied up, what, about $130 billion, and it was supposed to go up to $400 billion a year. So, again, this is about forcing NATO to do the right thing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if the Russians are such or big of a threat as our media and Joe Biden likes to make them out to be, and Zelensky, you know, then... Why don't they step up? Why aren't they? Why isn't there a sense of urgency on their part to get involved more uh, in the Ukrainian war? I just don't see that. And I do think that the Russians want a buffer between the West and their in Russia because just the historical, you know, invasions and things like that. But I really don't believe that they're out to try to retake Western Europe. Uh, and you know, I just I just don't think that they're they would do that. I, I, and, you know, Todd, countries have a tendency to fight the last, uh, you know, the next upcoming war with strategic thinking from the last war. I think we need to be focusing on China, that crouching tiger that's at our back that we're not paying attention to. That's where we need to divert our attention, our resources, 
because it's impossible for us to fight a two-front war in Europe and against China right now. And I, I just think NATO served its purpose, Todd, but 80 years later, two world wars, a, uh, a cold war, and trillions of dollars, it's time for them to step up. It's they got to take care of their business. They, they've got to. Charles, we got to run. Appreciate the call. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Let's go to Steve in Maine, WLOB. All right, Steve, what say you? Hey, Todd. How are you doing today? I hope you're well. Todd, I think we're making a huge mistake. Um, I'm a veteran, and I think we're making a huge mistake getting involved in Ukraine. We're sending them all this money that we cannot afford. Our our national debt is just out of control. And uh, I think we're just making a huge mistake. And this is how we got started in Vietnam, ever so slowly. And look how that turned out. So, Well, here's my take on this, Steve. Everybody who says, okay, we've got to send troops... Uh, all those lawmakers, and you know it's going to be Mitt Romney and all that crowd. It's their kids, their grandkids ought to be the first ones drafted. Make them go yeah, first. That, yeah, and that's rarely the case, Todd. They, all of the hawks want other people's sons and daughters to do the fighting for them. That's true. We ought to send Mitt Romney over there. Let, let him put on a uniform. All right, Steve. I think that was- Steve, appreciate appreciate that call. Thank you. All right, we got to take a break here, folks. By the way, uh, Linda says, Todd, absolutely not. Writing on Facebook, our people have no dogs in this fight. Neither should we be sending more money. Um, She's absolutely right. Uh, Billy Billy Ann says, we don't want World War III. Absolutely not. No U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine to die. Absolutely not. All right, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, folks, I've got to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Starnes is the website. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Starnes. Now more than ever, we've got to support companies and organizations that are sharing our values. And Patriot Mobile... America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, they share our values. If you switch to Patriot Mobile right now, use the promo code TOD, you're going to get free activation and a free gift. They have the broadest nationwide coverage. They have plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veterans and our first responders, as well as multi-line users and businesses. And it's very easy to switch. All you have to do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And be sure to use the promo code Todd. All right, folks, coming up tomorrow, we will be broadcasting live from CPAC 2023 in Washington, D.C. We would love for you to drop by and say hello. If you're going to be there, I'll be 
uh, delivering the opening the opening address. I'll be moderating the opening segment, uh, which will be a panel discussion with our friends over at the House Freedom Caucus, and uh, we would love for you to hear that. We're going to try to we'll try to play some of that back on the national show uh, tomorrow afternoon as well. We have an all star lineup, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really fast paced, and we're looking forward to bringing you the sights and the sounds of CPAC 2023. All right, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Sam, listening to us on KWAM, our flagship station. Hi, Sam, what's on your mind? Well, I was just going to address what Charles said and what you said yourself about not having any journalists uh, infused in the troops over there, and we're not getting any uh, feedback coming back uh, that's not favorable to Zelensky. For one, he's eliminated all uh, opposition media and political parties. So he is basically a dictator, just like Putin. In fact, he's probably uh, worse than Putin in my eyes. And we definitely don't need to be sending any troops over there, much less any another dime. I, I consider him a grifter, in my opinion. You see, I get that vibe, Sam, that, that just something is not right. Uh, the, the guy has also, by the way, incredibly, really radically pro-abortion. Uh, he's been cracking down on Christianity in his country and waging a war against Christianity. And nobody wants to talk about that. And the reason why is because the, the, the media here, they celebrate that kind of stuff. And the Democrats, they wish they could do what Zelensky has done to Christians in this country. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I'll, I, man, it's just it's extremely frustrating. And, and all, everyone I talk to, they feel the same way. The, if any support that they had is, is evaporating quickly. Absolutely, Sam. And, and I'm 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 with you. No American forces, no boots on the ground in Ukraine. And if that's the case, we just have to we have to order. We have to force Congress to do the right thing and put a stop to this. Sam, appreciate the call. Not only that, I mean, are we even capable of fighting a war with this woke military that Biden created? But I want to go back to this, um, to Zelensky and his war against Christianity. Nobody's talking about this. They gave him a standing ovation in Congress. This guy deserves no standing ovation. He has banned an entire Christian denomination, Orthodox Christian, Orthodox Christianity, outlawed, outlawed. He's taken over their churches. The priests have been thrown in jail. This is who. This is who Vladimir Zelensky is in real life. This guy is a bad, bad dude. And I think we're all getting taken for a ride here. I truly do. All right, coming up in the next segment, ladies and gentlemen, our big radio rumble. We have Jeff Katz from WRVA, our good friend Harry Hurley from WPG in Atlantic City. We're also going to play some uh, some more crazy audio uh, from yesterday. The head of the teachers' union has gone slap crazy, and she's enraged enraged that college kids may very well have to pay for their college education. So the Supreme Court deciding whether or not it's lawful 
for the American people to foot the bill for these deadbeat college kids. So we're going to get into that in the next hour as well. Congressman Dan Bishop is going to drop by. And again, ToddStearns.com, that is the landing page. If you want to hear any of our great work from uh, coming from CPAC, that is going to be the location there. And by the way, now is a great time to head over to the website and check out our store. We have great products there, ball caps, T-shirts, coffee mugs, tumblers, anything for the conservative in your life. And I guarantee you it's going to trigger a leftist somewhere. All right, folks, stick around. We've got hour two of the big show coming up. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So happy to have you with us today. Wow. As promised, I'm very excited about this. We, uh, we haven't done a radio roundtable in a long time, and uh, we, but we before we head off to CPAC, wanted to say hello to a couple of good friends of the program. First, uh, he is the king of Atlantic City, New Jersey, has, an, has his own street named after him, which is very impressive, uh, from WPG Radio in uh, Atlantic City, Harry Hurley. Harry, how are you? Hello, my good friend Todd Starnes. Very well. You ever going to run, run for mayor, Harry? No. I like the job I have. Do you, well, you don't want to take a pay cut either. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, you're. I I see you setting up shop at Disney all the time. So, you doing well, Harry? Doing fine, Todd. Excellent. And I know you are doing well. Also on the line from uh, Richmond, Virginia, our great affiliate there, WRVA, the the host of Afternoon Drive, Jeffrey Katz. Jeff, how are you, sir? I am doing well, and you know why Harry's not running for mayor of Atlantic City, don't you? I'm all ears. Uh, <clears throat> there, There's a wing at a certain federal correctional facility that's reserved for mayors of Atlantic City, and, you know, Harry is a nice guy and squeaky clean. He doesn't deserve that. Yes, we're going to avoid that, Jeff. Thank you for <laughs> I was good. good. I, I was getting a little nervous. I didn't know where you were going with that, Cats. <laughs> what the heck is going on? By the way, are you guys going to be at CPAC by any chance? Sadly, no. We normally go, and this year just couldn't make it work. Uh, but uh, I know you're going to be there. I'm looking forward to hearing the reports. Well, I was going to buy you guys a steak dinner if you were going. Oh, that well, would be you- nice. Yeah, I will not be there either. <laughs> Only to see Harry Earl, Harry Hurley order the burger, which is kind of our longstanding thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jeff, you know the story, right? Todd had his own heard- butler. He yes. had his own suite. He was a VIP. He had full officer check privileges. Ugh. And the man offered, and then the man ordered one cheeseburger and a croissant and a cup of coffee <laughs> over two days. It's wow. A, it's a good croissant. I'll tell yeah, you that much. You. Fine croissant. All <laughs> right. Too. Guys, we, we got a lot to we got a lot to get through uh in this segment. And I want to start out with the news coming up Chicago that Beetlejuice is dead. Jeff Kantz, we'll start with you. 
Well, uh, obviously, somebody must have uh, repeated that name three times, and now it's showtime, but just not at City Hall. Uh, good good riddance to her. God, she, she played so many cards that just didn't make any sense, right? It's all because I'm this. It's all because I'm that. Well, everybody noticed it's all because you were grossly incompetent, madam, and the city is uh, like the Wild West. So uh, fare thee well, and, uh, you know, don't let the door hit you. Yeah, you you all stole my uh, line was going to be whatever you do. Please don't say Beetlejuice three times because she will come back. But yeah. here, here, here's how I look at it. I, I look at it like this. Everybody thinks that Paul Vallis has it because he won by like 100,000 over uh, Johnson and even more over uh, Beetlejuice. But if the Batman villains all get together, it could mm-hmm. wind up being the guy that finished second, being the guy who ultimately finishes first. That's my sneaky suspicion. You know, Harry, I think you're you're onto something there. That sneaky suspicion of yours, your uh, your bat senses are tingling. the The city of Chicago, as I think we know, is so racially divided, and uh, there is this animus towards Paul Vallis based strictly on the fact that he happens to be a white guy, and he's been endorsed by law enforcement yep. officers. And so, if you have uh, the supporters of Lori Lightfoot and the supporters of uh, uh, of some of the other folks who finish lower down in that crowd you're, you're exactly right he may wind up as the uh, as the runner-up now here yeah. here in memphis guys uh, we're dealing with the mayor's race a little bit later on this year and they don't mind this it really is all about race here and and party but predominantly race and so the concern that the, and they openly talk about this which is why it's fascinating and i love when people who are not used to this uh, they they get to see it for the first time and it's shocking to the system because it's blatantly racist but nobody here cares <laughs> but the problem is they have so many blacks running and and we have a nonpartisan race and there is no runoff so there's one white guy running and you have all these blacks and the conversation in many circles is they've got it they've got to whittle it down so the white guy doesn't get elected because he's tough on crime and and that's why i think paul vallis will ultimately go down for the same reason that great talk show host former police officer jeff katz knows this man Mm. has actually openly said he wants to make chicago one of the safest cities in america and he's pro-police I don't know how he can win with that. It, 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 Harry, once again, I think you're spot on. I think Todd is uh, is raising this great point. I think uh, Harry's hitting it out of the park. Paul Vallis, in any other day and age, you would look at and say, wow, this is a guy who uh, is concerned with children on every level, a professional teacher. Uh, you know, you may not uh, be enamored necessarily of how he ran that school system, but, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he is talking about safety. He's talking about standing with uh, the people who obey the law as opposed to the people who break the law and unfortunately it seems as if the lawbreakers now uh, might very well hold the balance of power harry uh, speaking and, and jeff speaking of of education i want to play this audio this is randy with an eye weingarten oh. um oh. she's a she's a she i think uh yeah. man did she become unhinged yesterday this happened right out in front of the supreme court kyle let's play cut number eight and frankly and this is what really pisses me off during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting, and we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting, and we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, 
They challenge it. The corporations challenge it. The student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right. That is not fair. And that is what we are fighting as well when we say cancel student debt. Oh, my word. And she was bouncing up and down was, and all over the place. Harry. It was, ter- it was terrible. <laughs> Everything about it was terrible. It was hard, hard to listen to, even harder to watch. Everything Todd said is true. She's bouncing all over the place like a maniac. The crazy thing is, only in a bizarro world can it be unfair that people that didn't take out the loans have to pay, people who paid their student loans have to pay, and the people who don't want to pay their student loans get their loans forgiven. That's the twisted world we live in. Thankfully, I've been listening very closely to Chief Justice Roberts and the Supreme Court. They don't seem to be buying any of this. Yeah, and Jeff, again, going Jeff, going back to one of the reasons I admired Donald John Trump so much is that you had a generation that went to college because they had a president, Barack Obama, who told them if you don't go to college, there's something wrong with you. You're not going to reach your full potential. So a lot of them went out there and they got themselves in debt. Trump comes along and says, you know what? There's nothing wrong with not going to college. You can go to a trade school. You can become a, a, a welder or an electrician, construction worker. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. There, there, there used to be great pride in, in having a trade, and then we convinced everybody they had to go to college, or, or they were a loser, or they were never going to make a nickel. And uh, so now we have what we have. What's interesting, you mentioned Barack Obama. You might recall Barack Obama was one of those folks who said, by the way, president can't forgive student debt, just like Nancy Pelosi said, just like, mm-hmm. well, heck, just like Joe Biden said. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is not your crazy Uncle Joe who loaned you $10,000 and now says, nah, forget about it. It's you and me and Harry, and I mean, we're nice guys, but come on now, this yeah. is just craziness. By the way, Todd, on the point you made about, and, and Jeff also on tech schools, we have a school, the Atlantic City Institute of Technology, it is a better school than Atlantic City High School that I graduated from, the public school. These institutes of technology are fantastic. They're actually teaching you a trade, a skill that you come out with where you can actually get a job. A lot of these degrees, I mean, they're, they're just paper, nothing you can do with them. Right. That's exactly right. There's there's nothing you can do with them. And then and then people who went and spent four years or more getting degrees in subjects that frankly don't prepare you to do anything except, I don't know, go and get the next level degree in that subject matter uh, are shocked and appalled and offended. And listen, I didn't ask you to get a degree in, um, I, I don't know, uh, a medieval French literature. I'm sure it's fascinating and I hope you have a great time. Yeah, you know, hope you have a great time discussing it. But uh, meanwhile, the guy that you were laughing at, the welder, is now pulling down six figures, owns a house and a car uh, free and clear. So you tell me who made the better decision. Yeah, and your auto debit for your school loan payment starts again in July. I mean, That's it's, right. it's, it's a crisis. I mean, this can't just continue like this. Guys, let's talk. Let's talk Trump versus DeSantis. Uh, there's a little dust up yesterday. And I want to give the backstory. It's important that we have a little context here. Laura Loomer, who's been a pretty vocal um, pro-Trump conservative activist, had a group. They were they showed up at DeSantis's book signing 
over in Florida yesterday with uh, signs, uh, Trump flags, the whole nine yards. Anyway, they were kicked out. They said, you're not allowed to come in here. The security guard said, you cannot have any Trump clothing on uh, if you want to come inside for the book signing. Um, people are, you know, a little fired up over that. Uh, if I was DeSantis, I would have said, ah, let him in. You know, just let him in. But yep. DeSantis not showing up at CPAC, he was invited, taking a pass. And uh, folks are wondering, you know, is this um, is DeSantis making some missteps here, or is this the right path for him to separate from from Trump and the conservative side? It's a great question. I don't think Ron DeSantis is separating in any way from the conservative side. I think Ron DeSantis is a conservative, and I personally have been a, a, a fan, if you will, of uh, Ron DeSantis since, you, since he was in Congress. I think that Ron DeSantis is is running a campaign that's not a campaign. I don't think he has made a final decision on whether he will or will not get into this. I think he's kind of testing the waters. He's got the book out there like everybody else does. Uh, I don't think it benefits him one way or or the other to go to CPAC this year, next year, maybe. Uh, but I, I, I know that there are uh, there are a lot of people who are very concerned with him. I, I too am, am appalled that uh, they said to people wearing Trump attire, "Oh, you can't come in." And I, I can't see Ron DeSantis personally being on board with that. But I think it's a very cautious. Hey, I'm maybe going to put my toe in the water, but I haven't committed to this, Harry. Well, I think he has committed. Um, I usually agree with Jeff. He's running. I say it's 100% that he's running. He's not going to make the mistake that my good friend, Governor Chris Christie, made. Governor Chris Christie could have defeated Barack Obama. He decided he wasn't ready. He decided to take a pass. He thought four years from then would even be better, and then we know what happened. Uh, Donald Trump comes of age. Uh, the, the Denying people the right to wear clothing of the former president of the United States a Republican president, is a disgrace. Uh, it's petty. It's stupid. I, I, I agree with Jeff on this point. I don't think Ron DeSantis said, hey, don't let anybody in You know that, that has Trump gear on. Trump made DeSantis. Let's not forget that. I like DeSantis, too. But without Trump, he barely won in, a, in the tiniest fraction of a fraction of 1% four years ago. It's true. He had a, what, a 1.5% million dollar blowout or vote blowout in in the rematch in in the in his reelection but DeSantis is running I guarantee it on the Todd Starn show he's running right now uh, he's not going to make the mistake that others did and assume that four years from now, you know, it'll be an open seat and it's safer and all these kinds of things that people calculate Bill Clinton didn't make the mistake he got in and he won the election of 92 DeSantis is in He's born of Trump. They're all being very careful what they say about Trump, if you notice. And Trump for himself, have you guys noticed, has also been mistake-free, very disciplined. So far, so good. Yes, and he is in fight mode right now. He's waiting for somebody that he made to turn on him so he can low-energy jab them, little Marco them. Uh, but DeSantis is in. Make no mistake about it. It's only a matter of does he declare this spring? Does he declare this fall? And I think the longer he waits, the more of a problem it is. Because remember, until he got out there again a little bit, he kind of got a, not forgotten, but that glow of the election that doesn't last forever. So that's my take on it. He All right, fellas, we're running up against the uh, the clock here, but I will I will say this: Jeb Bush 
endorsed and just like a good establishment rhino took back the endorsement just like a bush um and i will say this about desantis we've had every major republican who's even thinking about running from pence pompeo haley of course president trump uh, almost a regular on the show now there's only one man who has refused to come on this program and his name is ron desantis because he's running very too too safe. Yep, that's is what it. he's doing. All right, guys, we got to leave it there. Uh, Harry, uh, Jeff, I, stakes are on me. One of these days, we're going to have to make this wait. happen. That sounds great. Love Thank you, Todd. Love to be on your show, Todd, and love to be with Jeff. He's awesome. Oh, all right, same here. Thanks, love you, Harry. Thanks a lot, guys. Two See of the guys. two of the Bye. best in the business, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jeff Katz and Harry Hurley, uh, great American patriots, and they both fill in when I'm away. All right, got to take a break here, and it is true. We have extended an invitation to the governor dozens of times and just recently they said get back to us next year that's ron desantis and his team not ron desantis but his team and they're playing it safe and that is never a good thing to do who do you like here folks trump or desantis 844-747-8868 this is the todd stern show We haven't been able to decipher it yet. We have got the we've got the, the linguistics team here at Todsterns.com working on this. Uh, can we please play uh, cut number one again, please? By the way, you docs are good. If there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. You know why? You guys let us. You guys make us allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. All right, we've got the yeah, we've got the code breakers. Uh, we've got the Navajo code breakers working on this, and as soon as we figure out what Biden was saying, we will let you know. Uh, let's go to the phones here, North Carolina. Patty joins us, WSIC, our great affiliate there. Hi, Patty. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Hey, I want to ask one question. Was Pearl? Was she over twelve? Nurse Pearl. Oh, jeez, Luke. <laughs> Patty, come on. Oh, come on, You're getting man. me in trouble here. Come oh, on, man. Oh, come on, man. Uh, yeah, what's up, Jack? Uh, whatever. Hey, listen. This guy, you know what? Mike, I talked to my grandson. I talked. I said to Dylan, he's going to be 18 this, this month. He said, he, my grandson's a nervous wreck that they're going to send him to war. Well, he sh- I wouldn't say he should be ner- he shouldn't be scared. I think it's okay to be alarmed. Uh if I'm if I'm looking at what's happening here and I'm reading this right, we could be sending you know th- these kids off to war very soon. Well, why can't we why can't we send all the war manga's grandkids there? I love it. I I think it's a brilliant idea. Put them on the I plane first. Was, like you know what? Uh the Bush did Bush grandkids, Coral uh, robes, no, <laughs> and no National Guard. Yeah, no National Guard. No, you're going to the front lines, pal. But I'm worried that you know I'm going to be at CPAC tomorrow. Patty, Patty, why did you bury the lead here? Look, we got to take a break. So let me tell you this, Patty. You got to come by and visit with us. We're at booth number seven on Radio okay. Row. Can you do that? Sure. Great. Miss Thank Grace you, is Miss Grace is going to be there, so we can't wait to see you. I uh, know. Okay. Thank you All so right. much. Wow. This is it's going to be a, a reunion. All right. Got to take a break, folks. We'll be right back.
people. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Thank you so much for making us your choice, noon to 3 Eastern. We love it, and we're having a great time. Hey, MTG uh, still pushing back on this call for a national divorce. Uh, Here's what she had to say, cut number six. Specifically about what you mean. You're not talking about separate countries or secession. Is that correct? That's right, Sean. And and first of all, I want to thank you very much. You are one of the only ones that actually was willing to ask me what I'm talking about. Everyone else just talked about me and assumed what I was saying and accused me of, of trying to start civil war, accusing me of secession and all kinds of things. What I'm talking about is reducing the size of our federal government and giving more power and control to our states to be the identity that they want to be, whether it's blue or red. Because the division in our country has gotten to a dangerous point, to the point where I experience it on a daily basis. Um, being attacked in public is no fun, but we also have to remember it's not just elected members of Congress or, or famous, um, you know, Republican spokesmen or political commentators like you and others, but it's also regular people, maybe people that wear a MAGA hat that have been attacked for years now. And we are fed up. We're fed up with Democrat policies. We're fed up with the woke ideology being shoved down our throat and we're tired of our children being brainwashed into these same ideas um we want our own safe space and we deserve it ladies and gentlemen this is the united states of america and we don't need to be divorcing i say we fight the good fight and we we use our debate skills we use the constitution we use our ideas and we convince people to come over to the right side. That's what we got to do. And nobody said the fight was going to be difficult. Not at all. All right. Uh, got to get to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Want to talk to our good friend from North Carolina, from the 8th Congressional District, Congressman Dan Bishop, has introduced and r- rather reintroduced legislation that would fully defund critical race theory. Congressman, that is music to my ears. Hello, Todd. Uh, good to be with you again. And, um, you know, we've, we've, I've introduced this bill before. Tom Cotton and I did both of these bills. But, uh, but, but now we have a majority in one chamber, and we need to go from these bills just being an idea to being pushed through this chamber. And then, and then we need to go to the mat and, uh, and, and show that Republicans can win some of these negotiations and, uh, and instead of getting our butts kicked every time and start. You know, but we've got to constantly stay on the offensive about this grotesquely un-American idea of critical race theory. It infuses the federal government as it appears all over the country. And just like the state legislatures are doing their part, we've got to get it done here in Washington. Congressman, I'm, I'm curious to know, specifically in the military, what does is, what is this training look like, and what are they, what are they teaching our fighting men and women? It's really obscene, uh, Todd, and you see it uh, all sorts of places. I see it in the uh, military academies, uh, West Point. Um, it is, you know, it's the preoccupation with whiteness. And, I mean, if you remember back to General Milley talking about uh, wanting to know about what white rage is, it's those kinds of concepts. We've seen it so much we've kind of become numb to it, but it is, uh, it, 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 it is popping up in the military and, and uh, all over the place. And, and no one, I mean, there was a, uh, this great piece by, uh, 
uh, Nate Hockman in, uh, in National Review uh, mentions the Claremont Institute identified about $4 billion of, of uh, CRT or similar concept uh, funding in the federal government of agency, you know, agencies and nonprofits. It is just pervasive. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Congressman Dan Bishop, and the legislation that's been reintroduced is the Stop CRT Act and the Combating Racist Training in the Military Act. Senator Tom Cotton, by the way, um, introducing that in the Senate. And, and Congressman, especially living in Memphis, Tennessee, where a majority minority city controlled by radical progressives. So we see this every day. And I can tell you that it is meant to divide. There is nothing good, nothing good coming out of CRT. That's right, Todd. And there's an unfortunate phenomenon among Republicans that tends to predominate. And that is we sort of, you know, I, I actually saw it in a committee I was in yesterday. We were doing something as as mundane as uh, as uh, passing an oversight plan in the Judiciary Committee, and uh, Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas wanted to amend it to say we should conduct oversight of efforts like Ron DeSantis is to uh, to get the get CRT out of college campuses and and off and out of K twelve, and, um, and and you know she she said. That that, that it, she thinks it violates federal law to to terminate DEI offices, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, all these massive filled with bureaucrats. And on a lot of committees like that, sometimes the staff so-called doesn't want you to take the bait. They don't want you to engage on that. And that's over, Todd. That is, as far as I'm concerned, that is over. Uh, yes, as you say, this is it, it, Democrats are on the march. The left is on the march about this stuff all the time. It is insidious. It is everywhere. And many times Republicans just don't want to talk about it, so they just sort of keep quiet. That just means you're, bolt, you're, you're steamrolled. You're, you, you constantly are being pushed back, and this stuff advances. So I say speak out about it. Use every opportunity that arises to fight it. There was a, a meeting a couple was last week, and they were talking about reparations in Memphis, Tennessee, on the county commission. Wow! And one of the black commissioners looked across. This was on it was televised, and looked across and and told a, a another county commissioner who happened to be white, "Your whiteness triggers me." And to your point, you can't let that stuff go. You've got to address it because that is racist thinking and ideology. And we have to, we have to confront that. And I know it's hard for a lot of folks, Congressman, but this is just, it is a dangerous thing because I think our enemies know that our weak spot is the race issue and they will exploit that. And I think that's what CRT training is really all about. It's about destroying our nation. Yeah, if I could, if I could modify that slightly, I'd say they know our weak spot is anxiety over the race issue. So they Fair feed enough. it constantly. Yeah, Hank Johnson of of Georgia looked across the dais yesterday while we had a handful of members in there. They all happened to be white males sitting at the dais, and he said, "All of you on that on that side of the aisle all look the same." Can you imagine <laughs> the reverse being said? Wow! And what the reaction would be? And they can they do it and they get away with it completely. Now that is racist, and uh, and what and, and yet they always keep us on our heels because of of our fear that somebody will call us racist. They just want to oh we just want to tamp it down, not argue about it. 
No, I'm going to argue with them. Uh, good for you. I am so glad. And I know, look, a lot of people in the conservative talk radio world don't want to talk about it because it is a hot button issue, but we've got to. And, and I, I really respect the fact that you and Senator Cotton are out there and you're fighting this and we've got to, we, we just have to. So Congressman, I uh, really appreciate you uh, taking some time to join us today. We're going to be following this and uh, thank you. Thank you for standing up and doing the, the right thing. Thanks, Todd. God bless. Appreciate you letting me be on. Yes, sir. Glad to do it. There you go, folks. Congressman Dan Bishop out of North Carolina. And this is what it's all about. We are giving platform to people that are are speaking out, standing up, and fighting back. And, And how is he fighting back? Well, he's introduced this Stop CRT Act to fully defund critical race theory. All right, look, we've got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I know about you guys, but I love Mike Lindell. I love my pillow. I have a lot of my pillows. I just like to sleep with a lot of pillows. And big problem, though, is I, uh, I it has to be cold in my room. So it's normally 67 degrees in the bedroom. like to keep it cool and crisp. But Unfortunately, the pillow's not very cool. Well, Mike realized, hey, we've got to do something about that. So he created my pillow 2.0. Now this thing is pretty fantastic. It is the it has all of the the same trappings of the original my pillow, but it's got a brand new fabric. And this fabric, and I don't know how they do this, do not ask me. But the fabric is made with a temperature regulating thread. And that makes MyPillow 2.0 the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you will ever own. And folks, Mike is giving our listeners a great deal. Buy one, get one free. You can't get any better than that. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow 2.0. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starnes. That's MyPillow.com slash Starnes. And use my promo code Starnes, and you're going to be able to get this incredible deal. A lot of other great products are on sale as well. Again, enter the promo code Starnes. You can also give them a call, 800-839-8506. That's 1-800-839-8506. And get your MyPillow 2.0 today. We'll be right back. All right, I, you, you guys, uh, it's exasperating sometimes. So, uh, folks are wondering: is is Merlot coming to CPAC? No, Merlot is not coming to CPAC. I don't think they allow pets in the. Uh, no, I know Merlot is more than a pet, but no, Grace Baker is going to be there. And uh, by the way, you'll be able to meet Caleb Park, our managing editor, a uh, great former colleague at Fox News, now working for us, and we just think he's doing a great job. Uh, so we're all going to be there. Alan Morrow, our great intern from Liberty University, is going to be there. So we'd love for you to drop by and say hello. And I believe our booth number is seven, but you'll see the big Todd Stern Show banner, and uh, that's where we're going to be hanging out. All right, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Eileen in Georgia wants to weigh in on these student loans. Hi, Eileen. How are you today? Hi, Todd. I'm doing very well. I was telling telling your, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know, Caleb, maybe. Dylan. That the, oh, sorry. I was telling him that my response is these are the same people who think four- and five-year-olds are capable of determining, changing their gender, but when they get to be adults, they're not capable of paying back student loans that they sign up for. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I just want to, to stop Eileen for just a moment. Eileen and I have met. She is not only a beautiful woman, because she's also a conservative woman, uh, but she's also a brilliant woman. And Eileen, you get it. You're absolutely right. These are the same people who say that four-year-olds are, are have enough intelligence to make up their mind about gender transition surgery, but they don't have the wherewithal to figure out how to balance their checkbook. I also want to say there are certain leftists that, like Robert Reich, Hillary, and Elizabeth Warren, who get over a million dollars annually for teaching classes in college, and you don't see any of them saying, uh, I'll do it for free because I really care about you people. You know, it's just, it, it doesn't jibe. No, it, it really it doesn't, Eileen. You're absolutely right. And again, my my issue is, okay, what about all the people who went out there and did it the right way? They worked two or three jobs. They they maybe didn't go out to eat or fancy dinner was McDonald's, and they paid off their loans. What about where did they go to get their check? Exactly, exactly. So anyway, it just or you know what if. He could take the money out of the Department of Education. Remember when the Congress refused to pay for the border wall and President Trump took the money out of the Department of Defense? So since this is an education situation, let him take it out of the Department of Education budget or stop giving our money to Ukraine. I mean, it, it's enough is enough. But billions, half a billion more now they're promising. It's, I mean, you it, watch. It, it'll, be billion. Billion. Yeah, it'll be two hundred billion. Yeah, it'll be two hundred billion dollars before it's all over with. And then on top of that, you have that Sam Bankman-Fried, who is accused of fraud, and uh, Zelensky was was uh, investing in him, and it was going back to to uh, rhinos and and leftists. And he's still giving my. I mean, it doesn't make sense. A grifter, so, a grifter, and a goon. That's who Zelensky yeah. is. That's who he is. Yeah. All right, Eileen. Yeah, I, I agree. Good All hearing right. from Take you. Care, Todd. All right, great lady, right there. No, I'm serious. I I have just. It has been my impression, and gentlemen, you can back me up here on this. That by and large, over I would say ninety nine point nine percent. Um, it, it doesn't matter where you are. Conservative women are more attractive, and they're more intelligent than the leftist i that's just the way i've seen it by the way this is a shocker the man who's who's about to say what what you're about to hear is a democrat his name is eric adams the mayor of new york city cut number 10 if we are bringing our best fight in the ring we would not have homeless in this city we would not have a crisis of domestic violence. We would not have children because when we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools. Oh, hello. Wait, what? Hello. That's Mayor Eric Adams acknowledging what we have all known for a very long time in this nation. When you take God out of schools, all hell breaks loose. And that's exactly what's happened. And the mayor is right. I disagree with him on about 98% of everything he says. But on this particular issue, he is spot on accurate. We took prayer out of schools and guns came in. 
man, you ought to see some of the violent fights and everything on the. Uh, they they actually have some of these Twitter feeds like uh, school fights, and I mean these things. It's th- these kids are behaving like animals. It's unbelievable what's going on in the public schools these days. So anyway, uh, if you want to fix it, let's put God back in school. And by God, I mean the God of the Bible, not some sort of a gender-neutral, you know, feminist lesbian with pink hair. And that's who they say God is. Bunch of heathens. All right, folks, very excited. We are getting such great feedback from you about our upcoming trip to the Holy Land. And we encourage you to go and check out our website. Uh, We've got great information there. We have the itinerary. Uh, We're going to be staying at some incredible hotels, seven days, seven nights. Our Stand with Israel tour, this is the very first time we're doing anything like this. And so we're going to limit it to 100 of our listeners. So if you're interested, go ahead, sign up. You can pay on a um, an installment plan, and they have some great it's, – it's a great group we're working with here. And they're going to work with you so that you'll be able to have and enjoy this wonderful trip of a lifetime. Uh, we're going to be hitting all of the major Holy Land sites. Uh, you're also going to be getting a tour of the Knesset. We're going to be meeting with Israeli government leaders, and it's just going to be a wonderful time of, of worship of personal reflection, and quite frankly, some pretty great fellowship. Now, if you sign up early, and if you sign up with the installment plan, uh, we're going to hook you up with an exclusive free breakfast with me in Tel Aviv, and we're also going to get you a Todd Starn Show designer jacket, and it's really a a great-looking jacket. You're going to love it. All you need to do is go to our website, toddsterns.com, and you'll be able to see all the information there. You can sign up online. Now, if you don't want to do that, you can call Dylan, and we'll take your information over the phone. Our telephone number, 844-747-8868. Again, that number, 844-747-8868. You do not need a COVID shot, all right? Just, I want you to hear that. You do not need a COVID shot. You don't have to pay the full amount up front. And we've been getting a lot of those questions. So I just want to let you know that. And also, it is a family-friendly event. Uh, We are going to be doing a lot of walking, though. Just want to give you a heads up there. So you're going to want to bring some comfortable shoes. All right, folks, hang tight. Hour three coming up next. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to hour three of the big show. Happy to have you with us today. And I trust you are doing well. Thank you for hanging out with us. Noon to three Eastern. We are we're not one of the big corporate guys. We are a grassroots talk radio program, and we are so honored to be broadcasting on 140 radio stations around this great nation. Uh, there is some brand new polling data out from Emerson College. They say that President Trump is leading Ron DeSantis 55% to 30% in the polling data. This is and they this is in a 10-person race, a 10-way race for the Republican nomination. Trump at 55% and he beats everybody else. On Thursday, this poll just came out today by the way. 
On Thursday, Rasmussen came out with a poll. Trump at 52%, 24% for Ron DeSantis. Now, just a few moments ago, we uh, we talked with our good friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs, pastor of one of the largest churches in Southern California. And he warned that Republicans better get it together because he believes that the Democrats are going to be running a, a combo platter of Gavin Newsom and Michelle Obama. Now, we want to get your take on that. We're going to go to the phone lines here in just a moment, 844-747-8868. We have Keith in North Carolina, Evelyn in Ohio. Hang tight. But I want to play some audio from Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends. They sent him down to Florida which is Ron DeSantis territory, and they were actually in search of a Ron DeSantis supporter. Take a listen. Metro Diney here. I got a question for you. Ready? All right. 2024, who's pumped up for the election? All right. Rapid fire. Who's your man? Who's your woman? My man, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Christy, no. Christy, no. Who's your man? Trump. Or woman? Trump. Trump. A lot of Trump fans. Trump and Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley. Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. All right, so far, a lot of Donald Trump. I see... I see uh, Governor DeSantis. What about President DeSantis? I like it. I like uh, it. Who's your pick? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Trump or DeSantis. I'm either or. Right, I'm so you're right in the middle. Yes, I am. What you pumped up for? I am super pumped. I feel like we need a little bit of a break from election to election. It goes from one to the other, but it's getting exciting. We know Nikki Haley's in. We know Vivek Ramaswamy is in. And we also know that uh, it looks like Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, and so many others are poised to jump in, including Governor Ron DeSantis, whose book is out today. He'll be on a little bit later. That's the latest from the Metro Diner. Thanks so much for coming out. Thank you, Kilmeade. Pardon me. It's a, you know, you want to sing along to that. Thank you, Smash Mouth. Um, It's interesting. There was no one in the diner that actually is voting for Ron DeSantis, and it's his state. What's going on there? All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Keith in North Carolina listening to us on The Talk Station. Hi, Keith. What's going on? Well, Todd, before I even begin, I'm just going to give you a kudos. Once again, you're presenting a superb program. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I mean, you really are. You you, you bring forth uh, some very good information and good good callers. I was going to mention a couple of things else, but I got in trouble once for uh, going off topic, topic, and Grace got on to me. Yes, so she's a stickler. She's a stickler, Keith. Stick to it. Well, Stick to it. Well, Dylan warned me. Well, the reason that I called was I played baseball for years. I've got friends that played baseball for years. And if Major League Baseball wants to bring more people into the fold, Cut the cost of going to a ball game. I mean, it cost an arm and a leg to take a family of four. By the time you get there, I lived in northeast Arkansas. We'd drive up to St. Louis. By the time the game was over, you had to get a motel room. Then you got to eat. The cost of the concessions within the, within the stadium <laughs> are outrageous. Just cut the cost and make it more affordable. 
I am looking. So, Keith, what you were talking about, this goes back to a uh, we we did a piece on the new uh, pitch clock and it has shaved off. At least right now, it's shaving off in uh, spring training, 30 to 40 minutes per game. But to your point, I I just pulled up the average ticket prices for major league games. Boston Red Sox, $75 a ticket keith and you're right i guess when you throw in the cracker jacks and the uh the baptist martini man you're going to be spending well over a hundred a hundred dollars just for one person easily so you think that's the reason why people are getting turned off from baseball it's not necessarily the length of the game it's the price it's both okay all right that's fair that's fair all right let's talk have a great well, are you, Have a you, great day, Todd. Keith, were you going to talk about Gavin Newsom? Uh, well, I, I thought a long time ago that Michelle may jump in. I believe I mentioned that on your own program before the last election. You did indeed. Um, and what um, I think Newsom, Newsom, yeah. Michelle Obama could be a pretty formidable foe. It would be tough. It would be. It would be tough. All anyway, right. you guys have a great day, and keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Keith. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah folks, I, I, I'm just, I, you know, we call balls and strikes here on the program. And uh, Michelle Obama, if she decides to jump in, that's going to be ugly. It is going to be an ugly, ugly battle. All right, let's go to Evelyn in Ohio. Hi, Evelyn. How are you today? I'm fine, but I've never done this before, so I hope I do it clearly a first time um, caller evelyn welcome we're so glad you're ever. you're you're calling in today thank you um i'm calling about what you've said and the lady yesterday who said the republican party should plan ahead and for my thoughts are that we need florida as a good strong state for the next election so i think DeSantis should should wait till 2028 and I'm sure there are, I mean, there are good candidates out there for vice president. I'm not a Nikki Haley fan. She's too um, establishment. But I really like Christy Nome. She's strong. She's good. I believe her COVID response was no masking. And I would think South Dakota could come up with another good candidate and she could be vice president possibly. So that's my take on it. You know who I I like, and and I'm not saying she should be considered yet, but Winsome Sears, who is the newly elected lieutenant governor of Virginia, a military veteran. Uh, She has incredibly and impeccable conservative credentials. She might make a pretty good uh, and attractive candidate. And there are good candidates out there, but I would not pick Nikki. So that's my take. Thank All you right. for taking my call. Evelyn, so glad to do that. You did a great job. You give us a call back one of these days. Thank you All very right. much. Well done. All right, let's go to Maine, W-L-O-B. That's Ray Richardson country. Zion joins us. What's on your mind today? Hello. Um, very glad to be on your program. A uh, first-time caller as well. So um, I wanted to, you know, touch on the Michelle Obama thing. I don't think that. She is confident, but maybe to be a vice president um, might get people to to vote for her. Um, but Gavin Newsom, I do see the potential for them to run him because Biden is not not it. And let's face it, we're already in the midst of World War Three. 
Um, so they're going to need a better uh, candidate. And Ron DeSantis, he is very strong, but I don't think he should run and get in Trump's way. I think he should run in 2028. So so you think Trump is the guy? Is, is, is Would he be your pick for 2024? Absolutely. What do you like about Trump? Well, it, um, that you know, I'm actually 18. I'll be a first-time voter. And I'm not loyal to the GOP, really. I'm loyal to Trump because I've seen that he has done a good job. I haven't seen none of these GOP. Well, DeSantis does all right. But I haven't seen any of these um, conservatives like the Bushes or any of that do anything substantial. And I think that uh, Trump actually, you know, does his best to keep his word. Zion, is there when you go and cast your vote for the very first time? And I'm very, I'm very intrigued by this. You're going to go and cast your vote for the very first time. What are the issues, or is there one issue in particular that's really important to you? Um, well, issue that's important to me. Uh, number one, the economy, the economy, the economy, and number two, this war that uh, the Biden administration has got involved in that I see turning into World War Three. And you've done the math, Zion, and you know if they implement the draft, you may not be going to college. You may be going to the front lines. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Wow. Well, it sounds to me like you're, you're making a pretty informed and educated decision here. Uh, Zion, here's what I want to do for I want to give you a copy. Uh, so don't hang up, but I want to give you a copy of my book, Culture Jihad, how to stop the left from killing a nation. I think you'll enjoy the read, and it'll kind of give you an idea of what's what's going on around the country. Is that okay? Can we send you a copy of that? Yes, I would appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, hang tight, and uh, Dylan will get all your information, and we'll get you a, a signed copy of uh, that book in the mail. So you see, folks, this is what we have so many young people that are listening to this program, and this is why I have hope in America, because there are plenty of young patriots that understand the Constitution. They understand what America is all about. And as long as we're able to grow up and raise up that next generation of patriots, we're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number, that's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. So I've been using Apple products for for a very long time, decades. And I'm just a big fan, and I think I have just about every product they've made except for the watch. I don't do watches. But I, I've been reading about this, this new update, and I've been getting the alerts on my phone over the past couple of days about the new update. Is it 16.1, 16.2? And I'm hearing some pretty disturbing things about this. So apparently, uh, the update, which I have not gotten yet, the update could impact your battery charging time, which has been a big issue. A lot of people have been complaining uh, when when uh, the iOS 16 first came out that the battery charge was just not good. So they've been dealing with this problem for a long time. Well, now there is something new happening. So the Apple introduced a clean energy charge, and it claims it's going to reduce your carbon footprint. This is nuts. 
But anyway, Apple says that once you update your phone and the mode has been enabled, has been enabled, your iPhone will charge differently once it's connected to a charger. And here's how it works. Apparently, the phone literally gets a report of carbon emissions generated by the local energy grid and then uses that information to determine when to charge your phone. So in other words, you may need your phone right away and you plug it in and it may take forever to charge because your local energy grid is using too much energy. This is nuts. Anyway, I'm curious to know if any of you folks have have gotten the download and what sort of an impact it's had because I don't want to Look, I'm having enough trouble as is. I had to get a new laptop. The stupid uh, keyboard keeps going out, and I wanted to transfer everything over. But before I could transfer, we had to we had to um, do the big update, and then it tells me you got no. I've got no space for the update, so you got to buy all this. It's insane what's been going on with the Apple products, and I'm wondering if it's just me. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. People are very upset about this. Uh, one software engineer, this is from Unilad.com, a, a great tech uh, site. And the software engineer, Chief Nerd, says that if you notice your iPhone is charging a little slower, it may be due to a new setting Apple added called clean energy charging with it turned on ios will only recharge the iphone's battery with the when the electrical grid uses cleaner energy sources like solar or wind now my question is can you actually disable this that's what i'm wondering so a lot of people are are jumping on and saying no wonder my battery has has been trash and i've noticed that with mine and and i haven't even done the update yet so I'm curious to know if any of you folks have um, have seen the same issue. 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. Let's go to Tony in Georgia. Hi, Tony. What's on your mind? Hey, how are you doing, Todd? I'm wondering why we're not talking about Candace Owens. What did she do now? I just wanted to run with Trump to non-establishment uh, as a renomade. C- Candace Owens from the Daily Wire. Yes. Yeah, what do you like about her? I, I have some reservations, but I'm curious, what makes her your pick? She's a go-getter. When she when she has something she wants to do, she goes and gets it. She gets things done. Okay, does that make her... I mean, could she be the president? I mean, if Trump were to not no, be able to... I'm talking about vice president. Yeah, uh, I think she could. You think so? I think she could. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know about that, Tony. I mean, she's a good communicator. I'm still not quite clear of her conservative credentials, uh, to be honest with you. Um, she okay. she is a relatively new convert, I guess, over the past five or six years to the conservative way of life. And again, nothing wrong with that. But I just have a, um, I don't know, I have some, uh, I'm not too sure about that. Okay. And the one thing about Trump, yeah. and, uh, I'm all Trump. I, I think we shouldn't have presidents after 75 years old. I, the reason I say that is because of what's going on now. Well, it's and that is a fair argument, Tony. Fair argument. All right, appreciate that call. Let's go to Bill in Tennessee, KWAM. Bill, real quick, what's your iPhone story? Help me out here. Hey, Tom. 
I just uh, updated a couple of days ago, and I can't tell the difference between the charging. And I'm going to tell you, this iPhone 13 that I have, it holds its battery from the time I wake up in the morning till midnight. Is that uh, right? I'll be at 20. It is the best charged battery I've ever had in an iPhone. You see, I, I always... I always upgrade, and and I'm just wondering if all the new devices, like the cameras and all that kind of stuff, it just sucks the life right out of the battery. I think they do. Uh, But, you know, I don't do a lot with my phone. I work work with it, and I'm on the phone all day long. But I don't do, like, a lot of games and stuff like that. So I I don't know if I'm normal or not, but my 11 did not hold the charge like this one does. I was having to put it on charges three or four times a day. Bill, I'm Uh such a loser. I shouldn't admit this. I only have one game on my phone, and it's solitaire. (laughs) Is that terrible? Maybe. (laughs) That is not terrible. I have solitaire, and I have words with friends. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's good. I I have some games my daughter had on there when she was little that I've never taken off, but they don't get used, you know. Bill, appreciate the intel. Yeah, we got to skedaddle here and recharge and pay some bills. But I appreciate that. Hang tight, everybody. We got Senator Mark Wayne Mullen coming up. Also, your calls. I want to hear from you iPhone people. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Starge Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope it hope the sun is shining where you are. Hey, let's go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line from the great state of Oklahoma. Our good friend, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Uh, Senator, I hope you're doing good today. Todd, I'm doing okay. I'm in I'm in D.C., the concrete jungle. I'm a lot better when I'm back home. But uh, listen, if, if 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 this isn't it's still honor to be up here, so it's not a not a bad day it's just not a great day no i look i understand i i've been in dc i get you uh and of course we'll be there in a couple of days for cpac and it'll be a bit more enjoyable with more conservatives inside the belt won't it though i mean what a great opportunity to actually flood this this liberal town that has tent cities and around our national monuments now i mean it's it's i mean i, I drove the other day past one of our museums and in the corner there was a whole tent city set up and i'm like you know what in the world i expect to see this when i'm in lima peru but not in the not here in the the the, the nation's capital uh so it'll be nice to finally put conservatives in here and we might actually and we're not going to outrun outnumber the the liberals here in this town but We'll actually be able to add a little bit of common sense to this place. You know, Senator, what I find strange about that is you would think even the Democrats would be concerned about their own safety with, uh, you know, for example, Union Station. And back when I was at Fox News Channel, I was in and out of that building. And it looked like a homeless center, a war zone, even back several years ago. I can only imagine what it's like today. You know that beautiful fountain that's in front of Union Station? Yeah. Um, this summer, they had to shut it down and drain it because the homeless population was swimming and taking baths in it. Uh, it I'm not kidding. I mean, that's how bad it is right now. It is absolute. Sir, I have a place up here because you know I have to have a I have to have a place to stay, and uh, you you can't even you can't even get package delivered because your packages are stolen as about as about as fast as they drop them off. Uh, the crime is just so rampant through here. It's it's it is absolutely absurd. There is used to being on Capitol Hill was considered somewhat of a safe area, and DC's always been a little bit rough. You know, when you leave, when you get out to the to farther away from Capitol Hill. Now here on Capitol Hill, 
you have, and what the problem is, is you have this place was shut down for two years. Two years, kids in this in this in, in, in D.C. didn't go to school. And you're not just going to turn the switch on and all of a sudden make them go to school. For two years, you had a lot of kids running around the town with had a lot of, lot of idle time on their hands. And what does it say? It says, you know, idled hands are the devil's playground. And the, cr- the crime has ran rapid, uh, rampant. And now you have uh, extremely liberal drug policies where people are openly walking down the road with a blunt in their hand. And, uh, and then they don't prosecute. Uh, you have gangs of, of UTVs uh, and ATVs and motorcycles that run up and down the streets, and they literally just block the streets off, and they've been told not to, not to interfere with them. They'll do whatever they want. And I'm going, where is common sense on this? We're a nation of laws, and either we force enforce those laws or we don't, because if you allow them to break some of them, and then you think you're going to enforce the others, you're, you're kidding yourself. If you allow them to break laws, they're going to continue to get bolder and bolder on breaking bigger and bigger laws. Well, I have to imagine when you fly back home to Oklahoma, it's like going back to utopia. Yeah, I was about ready to say the exact same thing. It's going back to utopia. They all oh, thank the Lord, where where people understand and respect each other and still and, and still care for the neighbor. Senator, uh, you serve on the Armed Services Committee. Uh, General Milley, um, this story from Newsmax says that we're, Ukraine's going to need more money by June. And talking about billions of dollars, I mean, what, well over a hundred billion dollars we've already given these folks. I mean, where do where does where is the line drawn here? You know, uh, this isn't uh, why I believe we should be helping, Todd. I think we should be helping Ukraine. You've got to understand that Russia isn't going to stop in Ukraine. And they're wanting to go to Georgia. Uh, they've already shown that they're aggressive towards Georgia. They didn't go all the way to Tel Aviv last time, but they will next time. Um, they're, they're going to go to, um, uh, into the Czechs um, and Azerbaijan. So you got this mindset of Russia that where he thinks he's going to restore the old Soviet Union, and um, and nothing's going to stop him if we allow him to go through Ukraine. If we allow him to take Ukraine, understand he'll control over seventy five percent of the energy supply to that entire region and over twenty five percent of the food supply. Uh, so he will have control of the economy. If you control the energy and you control the food supply, you control the economy of Europe. However, with that being said. Germany, France, Spain, Greece, Italy, uh, the UK, they need to be taking the lead on this. And we should we be assistance? Yes, because they're allies of ours. Uh, but we can't just simply set back. Right now, though, we're overwhelmingly the largest uh, donor to, uh, to either humanitarian or direct military aid that's out there. And I don't think we're over 100 million. I think we're at, right now we're sitting around 79 million. Or seventy-nine billion, not million, seventy-nine billion. But that's still over and beyond what everybody else is doing by multiples. And uh, and 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 to be frank about it, it's their backyard. It's Germany's backyard. And when we, I was just recently on a trip to um, to the Middle East, meeting with world leaders, and also into Munich, and uh, and then into Finland. And it was interesting to me because when we were sitting down with Germany, the world leaders of Germany, um, they were they were upset at the United States, which is get this, you know, you, Germany went all green and it cost them their economy, right? They they got rid of their coal power power plants, they got rid of their natural gas, and they decided to go all green, which made them more dependent on on uh, uh, on uh, Russia oil and uh, and natural gas. 
uh, and and but now they're lecturing us on upset that we're not able to produce more natural gas, so they can do, so they'll be less dependent on Russia. They want us to produce more natural gas, which I agree with them. But they kind of dug their own bed here. They put the they've made this they made their bed here, and they they're kind of lying in it. But they're telling us they want us to produce more natural gas so we can sell to them. So we have a market. People are not wanting to do business with them, but yet we have a, a an administration here that's anti fossil fuel. But then you got to keep in mind, literally two weeks before he incredited he he um, uh, uh, Putin he as Putin invaded Ukraine, you had Biden that was out there uh, lobbying Congress to lift the sanctions on on the NORAD two uh, pipeline, literally two weeks beforehand, and now now Germany doesn't want to do anything with it, and so you got a whole shift happening. And Europe, where they're afraid of, of 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 Putin and what he's doing, but yet they're not stepping up to the plate, and they're asking us to do more in Ukraine. When honestly, they should be taking the lead, and we should be assisting. Any any confirmation yet? Any word that you're getting as to who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? By the way, uh, yes, but I'm not sure, and I, I don't don't mean to be vague on this, but I'm not sure if it's if it's declassified yet. So I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it because I'd have to check that. But yes, uh, there is confirmation on, 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 on how that was done. Well, let me, well, let me ask you this. And I, and I completely respect um, the, the classified Intel here, but once that information comes out, will the American people be shocked by what they hear? I, I don't want to get close to it. Okay, but fair <laughs> I, enough. I, I'm just, you know, we have, I, I have, so there, every member of Congress has a TS clearance. Sure. I've been very, I've been very um, privileged to have a much higher clearance than that because of my uh, my seat on the House Intelligence Committee uh, before before I was in the House and now I sit on the on the Armed Service Committee in the Senate and we carry a much different clearance and I don't want to do anything. No, to no, no. That. That makes makes perfect sense. I, yeah. So let's pivot over to the China balloon uh, issue here. So the the Biden administration was shooting them down like it was duck season and now nothing. They haven't been shooting anything down. What what's going on there? You know I, the the policy on this administration is uh, is driven by the outcry of the media. When they don't feel like the media is on their side, they make a decision. Uh, what you have is you have an administration with very weak leaders because you have an administration that hired based on diversity, not based on on ability. And and so uh, when you when you do that, you don't you're not putting the best and the brightest people in place. And we've seen that from this administration. I mean, it's one crisis after the next. You got you know Pete Buttigieg that during the um, uh, during our our uh, supply line crisis, he goes on maternity leave. Um, I'm not even going to go there, but I think it, the picture of him and his husband laying in a maternity bed with their adopted child was quite disturbing when they said they were going on a maternity leave. I don't know of any CEO or, or world leader uh, in a crisis that goes on maternity leave. I, I know my wife and I were sitting there talking about it going, you know, when we when we had our first child, she was bringing him to work because we had a small business we were trying to trying to build every day, and she was bringing him to work the week after uh, that, uh, that we had our, our first child and, and because she had to breastfeed him every few hours. Right. But she didn't, she didn't miss work cause we couldn't afford to. Uh, but then you have an, uh, you have a, a guy that goes on vacation and is absent, completely absent during a, a major crisis yeah. that happened in East Pakistan when, with the train derailment and he's still gone. They're absent. So now you go back and you could talk about the balloons. Who's making these decisions? 
who in the administration is making this decision? We've been briefed by military leaders. Uh, we've been briefed with, with the FAA. Uh, we've been briefed by Department of Transportation. And no one's making the decisions. The decisions are simply driven when it becomes when it becomes a political issue for yep, them. It sure and is. And so, what is why they're shooting them down? The rhyme and reason behind them? We still haven't even been informed exactly what the last three was they shot down and what they were gathering. We do know what the you know Chinese weather balloons slash surveillance balloon was doing are capable of doing, but I don't think they've been true to the American people. I, my theory on what that, what the, the, the first big balloon we shut down was doing, I think they were piping, they were, they were tracing our pipelines. Uh, and, and the reason why is because they had thermal energy and thermal imaging in them. And they also was able to pick up Wi-Fi signals. Uh, the pattern that it took was following a, a pipeline coming through Alaska to us because they understand, China understands that they can't beat us on natural resources, but they can disrupt the supply. And if they disrupt the supply of the pipeline coming in from Alaska, they'll disrupt 20% of our supply to our refineries. And, uh, and yes, there's piping out there, but when you're in the middle of a cold winter and then you have thermal energy, the, the, the maps can be off, but when you have thermal energy, you can find exactly where those pipelines are, and you can, and you can tell where the signals are that have the valves that, are, that control uh, on and off and, and disrupting them easily that way. That's my theory behind it, right? But they haven't even been honest with us with what they were gathering. We know what they know they have the technology to be able to show what, that was, what those balloons were gathering, but they haven't told us that. So they're not being transparent even with us, with Congress, much less the American people. And they need to tell us because they, the American people need to understand that China is not just simply a Cold World threat. They are truly a threat that, that in this time, if I was saying it right now, I, I, I would unfortunately say that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when uh, they go into Taiwan and then what is our response and how much they come after us to keep us and prohibit us from interfering with them taking over Taiwan. There you go. Senator, we're going to have to leave it there, but perhaps the most important question of the day. Have you seen the TV show Tulsa? It's one of my favorites now uh, over <laughs> on Paramount. I mean, you guys you got, know, got a great town. I, I'm, a hu- I'm a huge supporter of of uh, Sylvester Sloan. I love all his movies. I mean, he's changed my life with Rocky and Rain- Rambo and then The Expendables. Um, but I haven't seen it, and the little-known fact about it is the beginning of the show was filmed in Tulsa, but the show is actually filmed in Oklahoma City. And uh, and so I haven't seen it yet, but I plan on it. Oh, you got it. You got to check it out, and uh, looking forward to getting to Tulsa and seeing if I can't, or maybe Oklahoma City, I guess. I'm confused now, so... Well, Senator, we appreciate you coming on the program, and uh, we appreciate the great work you're doing up on Capitol Hill. Well, I appreciate it. When you come into town, uh, let me know, and we'll try to meet up. I love it. That'd be great. All right, right, Senator Mark Mark Wayne Mullen. my friends now is the time for us to fight back against these censors at&t 
punishing Newsmax, One America News. Well, now it's time to send a message to AT&T that we're, deciding, we're not going to take it anymore. And that's why I want to encourage you to check out PatriotMobile.com, America's only conservative Christian wireless carrier, PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. You're going to find all sorts of great deals just for listeners of this program. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Go check it out. You can type in your address, and they'll tell you what the coverage looks like in your area. They use the same towers the other guys use. So you're going to get great coverage. You're going to get a great deal. And best of all, you're going to be supporting a conservative Christian company. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Oh, by the way, use my first name, Todd. They're going to give you free premier activation. It's a pretty good deal. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Van in North Carolina, WSIC, our great station there. Hi, Van. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Honored that you take my call. And just real quick, Trump is the man. And not having Trump in the game is like having a Tom Brady or a Michael Jordan sitting on the bench. We need the best that we've got in this game if we're going to get back on track. Current admin has no clue. Thank you, sir. Well, Van, I, I you look, I you you did a very nice job for a first time caller. I think that was very well put. And I go back to the uh, the call we had from was it Maine, the eighteen year old casting his vote for the first time in the twenty twenty four race, and he says Trump's his guy. So I think there's a lot to that. Van, thanks for the call and welcome. We love first time callers. Uh, so yeah, so look, this, people need to pay attention here. Now it's, and it's not corp, the big corporate radio giants because they're, everybody is colluding against Trump here. And you've got to, you'll have to, you're going to have to wade through and do your homework. But for Fox News not to be covering CPAC, that's just weird. And by the way, Ron DeSantis, if he is going to run, why would he not go to CPAC? Seems to me you would want to have that engagement with conservative voters. And he's been there before. It's not like he's never been to CPAC. Same with Mike Pence. But again, those guys have not declared yet. They haven't thrown their names in the hat just yet. Seems to me they would want to be there. That That's all I'm saying. So I just saw this. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene says that she was attacked in a restaurant. She said some insane woman screamed at her and also her adult son. Marjorie writing on Twitter, they had no respect for the restaurant or the staff or the people dining or people like me who simply have different political views. They are self-righteous and they are insane. Well, no doubt about that. They are. They're they're liberals. What do you expect, MTG? What do you expect? She says, I was sitting at my table working with my staff and never even noticed these people until they turned into demons. Marjorie, this is Satan. I'm scary. People used to respect others even if they had different views. But not anymore. Our country is gone. It's true. And I hate I wonder where they were eating at. Probably Applebee's, you think? I don't know, TGI Fridays? I'm not sure, but all I can say is, liberals, you're going to try to go out there and pick on somebody. She's the wrong person to pick on. She can bench press a Buick. MTG can. You don't want to mess with MTG. 
She'll look. She will come after you. That's all I'm saying. Got to watch out for those conservative women. All right, folks. Been a great show today. A lot of great calls. Thank you. Hey, ToddStarns.com. Be sure to be sure to check out the website. Great stories there. We've got great content. Download the free podcast. And folks, get out there and be good, America.